Hey, this is Ollie, and welcome to The Body Reset. This podcast is being built to help career-driven professionals and business owners intelligently upgrade their body, energy, and personal performance in the modern world. I want to help uncover some of the core concepts, beliefs, and frameworks that we've used with thousands of clients to navigate health and performance as we age. If you want more like this, simply subscribe so you never miss the newest episode. Hey team, Mandy here, clinical clinical nutritionist in the Body Reset Program. I hope your week's going well. I am currently on my way to Melbourne for our Melbourne workshop experience where we do, we go to the gym, we get into a kitchen, we cook some food and we just meet up with a lot of our awesome clients. So I'm really looking forward to having a fun weekend. So I have pre-recorded a training for you today because I didn't want you to miss out while I'm away. And what I've got for you is three really simple tools to build into your plan if you are looking to lose some body fat. Now, one thing that really bothers me, and I I posted about this earlier in the week, is, you know, weight loss is a bit of an, an enigma for some people. It seems like it's this thing that can never be attained. But the reality is, is weight loss is actually quite simple when we understand the mechanics of it. Um, And I realize that can be a frustrating statement for so many people when you have been working really hard and not seeing the results that you really want for that. So I want to give you three simple tools that are non-negotiable parts, non-negotiable food components that have to be built into a plan if you want to lose weight. These are not things that are hacks. These are not things that are, you know, magic pills or just some secret that I know that no one else knows. These are things that are evidence-based that people in this space know about and it's simply a case of building it into your plan in a way that you can stay doing it so that you can get the results you want. So they're not sneaky tricks, they're simple things that everyone can do and everyone will get some benefit from. So first one is protein. I know you guys will have guessed this one. We talk about protein a lot, but the key reason I want to talk about protein today, there is this concept called the protein leverage hypothesis and what this is basically about is what we can see over population groups is the people that eat a higher percentage of protein as part of their whole daily caloric intake will typically eat less on the whole. Um, and those that eat less protein will typically eat more, particularly carbohydrates and fats, than everyone else. And the reason part of this, what they think may be the driver behind this is that we are looking for protein. Protein is something that our body needs to function, to stay healthy and whole. And so our body is looking to meet that need through any foods it can find. And if we're not giving it protein-rich foods, it will look for protein in other foods. So we'll have to eat more of those foods in order to meet the same need. So if we eat more protein in our meals on the whole, we'll typically eat less. And the the other part of this is that protein is incredibly satiating. There is a whole host of satiety hormones that are released from the brain and from different parts of our body that tell our brain to stop eating, to turn off that hunger drive when we eat protein. And we don't get the same kind of hormonal release or messenger release from carbohydrates or fats in the same way. We get some of it, but not as much. Protein really triggers our body to be like, right, we're fed, we're full, we've got what we need. So we want to be having protein in every single meal that we're eating. And this is what we typically don't do. We typically eat these high-carbohydrate breakfasts, maybe a little bit of protein in our lunch and a sandwich, then the bulk of our protein with dinner and very little with our snacks. So we need to be 
prioritizing protein in every single meal across the day. And I see this play out so often, the people that start putting protein in their breakfast, protein in their lunch, not just a little bit, but a decent amount, eat less later in the day because their body's fed, their body is satisfied, their body is not still looking for stuff to meet its needs, and so they can stop eating. Protein also digests a lot slower. So when you put protein in with a meal, it slows the process through the digestive tract, meaning where energy is more steady, um, it, our body's working on it for longer and so it's not looking for more food so protein absolutely has to be the thing that is prioritized in every single meal if we want to be optimizing for weight loss over a time period and protein's fun too fun to put that in there second one and this is one that you might not necessarily think of so much and i think um i i've really been thinking about this a lot recently and it's a really cool component that we can start building in and that is the satiety factor of food so a lot of what gives a food satiety value or you know that that ability to stop us feeling hunger is actually about the fiber component or the bulk component of the food so alongside the hormones that tell our body when we're full or when we're hungry, etc. Our stomach also has physical ways of telling us when we're full. So our stomach has what's called stretch what are called stretch receptors in it. And when our stomach is full and those stretch receptors are triggered, that sends a message to our brain to tell us stomach is now full, we don't need more food. Now it's fiber, the, the bulk that fills up the stomach and initiates setting off those stretch receptors. So if we are eating a lot of fat, which is a lot of calories for very little volume, or a lot of highly processed food, which again is a lot of calories or energy for very little volume, we're less likely to be setting off those stretch receptors in our stomach, which tell our brain that we're full, and so we will continue to eat. And this is a problem with snacking as well. You know, you could eat a lot of calories through the day, snacking, never feeling full because it's never enough food to really get your stomach full and set off those mechanoreceptors in your stomach to tell your brain, we don't need to eat anymore. So this is why when we're talking about designing a plan that's going to work in the long term to help you lose weight because it's going to keep your total energy intake a little lower, we need to build building meals that contain protein and we need to be building meals that are a whole meal that are loaded up with unprocessed foods that are full of all of their fiber and bulk. So this is, you know, your fruits and your vegetables, your nuts and your seeds, all these things that give your food some bulk and combining that with protein and you get this beautiful array of satiety signals. You get the messengers from the protein and the fat that tell your brain, you know, we've got this energy here, we don't need any more, we're full and satisfied now. You get the stretch receptors being set off by the bulk from the vegetables and the fibers and all that. And so you have this nice slow release of energy through your digestive system, you're not spiking your blood sugars, you're just steadily pro um, progressing through the day to your next meal where you can eat another decent meal. So this is why when I'm talking to people about foods, I want you to be eating whole meals rather than snacking. If you need a snack, your meal before was probably not big enough or you're ready for another meal. So decent, well-balanced meals that are built based on protein and lots and lots of vegetables and fiber for bulk. And 
The other part of this is, is it really can kind of lead us very gently away from some of the ultra processed foods because it's not that those foods are bad, it's that they don't meet any of these specific needs of the body. And so if we focus on what our body needs, which is the fiber, the bulk, the nutrients, the protein, etc., we can naturally crowd out some of those things that might not be so beneficial for us in the long term or may give us a lot of caloric energy with very little nutritional value. So we want protein in there, have to have protein in there. We want to be making sure that the bulk of our meals is made up of vegetables, fruits, plants, etc., which give us that bulk filling, filling nature to our meals. And then the third component here is entirely about food, but it's perhaps less so about actual you know, macronutrient, and it's more about the sensory experience. So um, I call this a sensory experience factor. Case in point here, sometimes you can have a smoothie and it might have enough protein in it, it might have enough fat in it, it might have enough fiber in it, but you kind of feel like something else after it, even though you're actually full. It's like it hasn't met some need. Now, most, protein, most smoothies are going to be somewhat sweet. They've got no other than being smooth um, and drinkable. They don't have a whole lot of crunchy texture or anything like that. So they're not really ticking all the sensory boxes. So uh, when it comes to food, we want to be kind of making sure that across the day at, at a minimum, we're sort of meeting all of our different sensory needs. So this is thinking about the flavors, um, sweet, salty, savory, sour, umami, sour, and bitter. Um, we want our meals to kind of be having a little bit of a mix of all of these different sensory experiences and then we also want textural experiences as well so we want crunchy we want smooth we want chewy we want all of these different things that provide us with sensory satisfaction so i think a really useful um, tool is to think i need to get some protein in this meal i need to get some bulk and some fiber and i need to look at how it addresses my sensory needs as well you know add a little bit of lemon juice to it salt your food really well if it's more of a smooth type of textured meal maybe a soup or a smoothie or something like that add something that has some salt and some crunch to it maybe some toasted nuts or um, have something on the side that you chew as well and adding in this kind of extra layer of sensory experience can actually help us to be satisfied as well because sometimes what we're looking for when we're feeling hungry is actually meeting a sensory need that's nothing to do with whether we're full or not so if we combine all these three pieces of the puzzle we can end up building a really nice plan that keeps you satisfied and keeps you full keeps your energy stable and from a sensory experience keeps you quite satisfied in that aspect as well and this is really important from a sustainability perspective and we know that you know weight loss does not happen fast it can be lost fast but that's not necessarily a good thing so weight loss that is about health weight loss that is about longevity weight loss that is about sustainability and something that you can maintain needs to be done in a slow steady and methodical way and that comes from building a meal structure that you can stick to in the long term that you feel happy about that you really enjoy um, and that keeps your energy really stable so that's my three key points for you. What I would love for you to do is have a think about what you're eating now. Have a think over the last week, what did I eat? What days did I feel really satisfied and full with my meals? What day was, was my energy good? What days was I looking for something extra? 
and see what you ate beforehand and then build yourself a little bit of a plan for the week going forward. How are you going to address these? How are you going to meet these needs? And then play that out and let me know in the comments how that goes for you because I would love to see if one of these things maybe is part of the piece that you're missing and if you add that in, how does that change things for you? Let me know and I will leave you with that. Have an awesome week, guys. See you later. This episode was brought to you by The Body Reset, world leaders in health and performance coaching. If you love this episode, it would be a massive help if you just share with one person that you think would benefit. I'd also love to hear from you personally on social media or via email if I can help you personally. Until next time, remember, long-term change comes from self-compassion. And thanks for tuning in.